LCC really was on sideline. Not on one knee, but both knees, taking it like a, like a real chunk. I don't think there's no one bought it. No one bought his, you know, his, his so-called stand, the same way no one bought the NFL so-called stand. I don't think that what the NFL did this weekend, can, you know, should be taking a pin of salt. I could see that at 7 5 Hello and welcome to another edition of the Bonus Podcast. We've gone for a while, but we're back now. Um, where me, myself, and Nick Noir, and Ooh, Black Gatsby, and we're here just going to talk for a few reasons. It's been a really incident-packed and entertaining period in sports recently over the last month or so. We're going to try and cover as much as possible. We're going to go straight into it. It's a few days removed from um, what happened on the weekend in the NFL. Um, the NFL, prior to this weekend, received a lot of backlash. Obviously, it involved in a um, public dispute between themselves and the President of the United States, um, Donald Trump, who um, who took, you know, he took upon himself to say that if any any player um, kneels or kneels during the national anthem, that son of a bitch should be fired. I think those were his words. And that prompted the NFL to, you know, take a stand against this. So pretty much, it started with the, with the Jaguars-Ravens game in London, where um, all, you know, players on both sides, managers, owners, players, like literally, whoever, you know, whoever you think whoever you can name, they all took a stand, linked arms, took a knee, and it was seen as some sort of, you know, we're not going to stand up for, you know, racism, police brutality, all that, all of the above. But I think I've left the weekend thinking that this is kind of pitiful because it's, you you know, you'd expect everyone to be clapping in the one minute and um, applauding the, uh, the NFL. But I don't think, I think this is left a bit of, it's still left a sour taste in my mouth because it's almost, okay, like you took your time. And even though you did it, it seems a bit kind of fishy. It's, you know, you decided to take a stand only after the president's called out. Your That's player. what I'm saying. I don't think they took a stand against Kaepernick was saying. I don't think what they stood for or what their protest was wasn't what Kaepernick was protesting against. They seemed to be against Donald Trump, whereas Kaepernick was against exactly. peace brutality and inequalities in America. This is why I see it. I think the NFL, a lot of the NFL owners, black Trump, publicly black Trump, um, um, dominated his campaigns. Uh, I think what's his name? Uh, Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots. He he publicly backed Donald Trump. You know, publicly backed him, and now him and his team are taking a stand against Donald Trump. But this is it's a it's a case of once you start fucking up my money, I'm gonna take a stand. That's what it was. You know, the owners realized, you know what, this can mess up our image. It's gonna mess up our money. They realized, you know, like there's people are saying something things like you know the NFL and the NBA. This, this start difference in the way they, the way they approach social issues that like the NBA encourages them or they didn't initially everyone, everyone, everyone's applauded the NBA saying oh you know they encourage our players to stand yeah, up but we, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a long time it always been like yeah, that it wasn't, it was literally a year, a year or two ago where some players were getting fined for wearing shirts dress clothes you know, exactly. yeah, the dress code came in you know what I mean they were, you know, they were getting fined for things like that so let's not you know let's not say okay the NBA are always telling they haven't done this you know what I mean it's yeah. just you know something recent but the NFL like, I'm not buying it. You saw, you saw Ray Lewis. Like, Ray Lewis is funny. Ray Lewis, yes. Prior to all this year, Ray Lewis is one of my idols. It's crazy. Like, you know, you, you know, you think of sporting, you know, sporting athletes and sportsmen. It's worse. He's pretty much become an Uncle Tom. The way he's kind of like critiqued, critiqued Cody Kaepernick. You know, it's crazy. No, he says, he says things like, you know, Kaepernick shouldn't be player for his team because he's taking any. What I know since there. Absolutely, Ray Lewis on the sideline, not on one knee, well, both knees, taking it. Look like a, look like a real chump. 
I don't think it's no one bought it. Sure. No one bought his, you know, his his so-called stand. Same way no one bought the NFL so-called stand. I don't think that what the NFL did this weekend can, you know, it should be taken a pinch of salt. I don't think our players, players like, um, you know, LeSean McCoy, you know, he was stretching out, stretching during the national anthem. Mm-hmm. People, people applauded him for that, but really, truly, he's... he's said, yeah, 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 do you know what I mean? There's only a handful of players, like, you know, the Bennett's, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Michael Jenkins, Derek Berry. Like, there's a few, there's only a handful of players here who literally, like, stood by Colin Kaepernick, do you know what I mean? From mm-hmm. Kaepernick did start this a good, like, 16, 18 months ago. Almost, it's almost a year and a half that he started all this, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's only now that the NFL is so caught taking this down. But the thing is, why this is going on? Everyone's saying that they stand with his protesting, you know, or we're going to protest like him. He still doesn't have a job. That's it. Do you know what I mean? We saw, we saw, we saw what happened on Sunday at Wembley. Joe Flacco, remember, because Kaepernick was supposed to be signed by the Ravens. That's what kind of kicked off the whole Ravens thing in the first place. But you know, it was apparently you know they said something like, for all football reasons, we're not gonna, we're not, we're not, we're not gonna take him on Kaepernick's better than so many of these. Not any, not any fair enough. You know, what? if they said to me that Kaepernick isn't in the league because he can't get a starting job, I'll say fine, cool. But, but he's better. Got a job for he's a good enough backup. Yeah, he's not looking a good enough backup. We've seen, we've seen throughout the whole this weekend. Just how bad some of the quarterbacks are. So I think you know what it is. I think there's no point echoing that. Everyone kind of knows. Everyone kind of you know. We Everyone knows why he hasn't got yeah, a job. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, but there's this NFL stand. It was it was a bunch of bullshit. It's too little, too late in my in my in my honest opinion. Do you know what's nuts for me though? I look for specific players or people that said stuff against Kaepernick and what they were doing this week, and it's mad because I haven't been so up to date. But I specifically look for um, Victor Cruz. Yeah, and I only I didn't realize he'd been cut by the Bears. Yeah, he, so he, he didn't have a chance to do anything. I wouldn't, he didn't get a chance to see if he if he if he would join the protest or not. But he specifically was one of the people I looked out for. But it's just nuts, like you said, with Ray Lewis, he went out of his way to proper disparage Kaepernick, yeah. and then yeah, you, you could tell Ray Lewis someone was pulling out his strings. But even though you're you're a man, you're who's, a big man, you're man. a man. That's crazy. Ray Lewis is sat in a room with us, like with me. He's spoken to me, and I'm spoken some true words. Had a one-on-one discussion with this guy about you know his career and how he handled adversity. This is the same man, yeah, who was uh, unfairly treated, you know, unfairly tired of police. You know, I'm not going to go through much detail, but Reyes once was part, you know, once was like, you know, uh, part of a controversy uh, related to a murder case. Do you know what I mean? This is the same man who was unfairly tired because of the colour of his skin. Do you know what I mean? And it's a good little 25 years, I know you made your millions, you won your football rings, you know, it's your turn to kind of like, you know, back, back somebody else kind of going for what you want, you, you want, you want going through. And now you're instead of backing him, you're speaking against him. Do you know what I mean? So Ray Lewis has been ridiculous. Like you know, it's it's disappointing. It gets you it gets you know that these players, once they put their pads down, once they're in the media booth or whatnot, they're literally going to get their job. And like I said, these men only about they don't care about the money. Just like league, this is the league exactly. Once you start messing up with their money, then because a lot of them know if they speak up, there goes your sponsorship. But that's, 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 that's you know what. I'd rather they say that, you know, I don't want to say anything because it's going, to, it's going to be money. That's what Brian said, you know. I'm the only thing he said as well, um, Brady, is like, I, I'd rather not talk about. The only thing is, Brady is that Brady is a trust for. Everyone yeah, knows, everyone knows you know what yeah. I mean? But I think it, it got to the stage where even he realised, right, yeah. my man's bugging. Because Brady, really. you know, Brady said, Brady, Brady even said, oh, Kaepernick's getting blackboard. Rogers, yeah, he said it, yeah. Aaron just said it. Aaron just said it. You know, so many people have said it. The thing is, you don't even need to say it. It's obvious. You know what it is. The man's getting blackboard because he's taking, he's taking a stand against a just cause. It's not even. It's not even like he's doing. He's fighting for a country. That's mad. You know what's crazy? You know, it's crazy. It's a good. It's Kaepernick. Yeah, he's getting blackballed here yeah, for you know for raising money for you know uh, the Syrian refugees, raising money for you know in a, you know disadvantaged uh, people of color. Getting blackballed for that. JJ Watt during the summer during during the hurricanes that you know that affected that affected Houston. He did exactly the same thing. Publicly raised money for a just cause, but he was labelled a hero. 
capping its label, you know, mm. a, a distraction. And they start and saying that he's attention seeking and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. I see all that stuff. It's, it's crazy. like, and it, it obviously, it's, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to make this whole, you know, uh, this whole pod about just, uh, you know, uh, uh, right, um, about the racial issue. We're going to have a pod, you know, exclusively about racing sports, you know, a special pod. We're going to have guests on the show on a pod and discuss that later time. But it's clear as day, this is a, you know, this is a this race. Is a it's a race. 100%. 100%. You can't, then I, I think it's got to the point past, it's got past the point where it's not even debatable. No, everyone knows what it is. It's a case of people owning up. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've seen what happened in the weekend. You've seen the sand people talk, are they going to do it next week? The week after. Because yeah. the Kaepernick did it for a whole season. Mm-hmm. Some, players, some players have been doing it for multiple games. Do you know what I mean? Let's not forget this. Do you know what I mean? So, it's such, you know, it's, it's, it's nuts because you're seeing people saying now we're going to boycott the NFL because they're allowing this sort of thing to happen. I'm like, bro. Fifty different protests take a place at one time. But you know, nobody will be watching, and the stands will be empty. Yeah, I mean, so hey, right, so that's that's our quick discussion on that. You know, there's 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 a lot we can we could talk so much about this, but we're gonna leave that. Um, we're gonna move on. You know what? Um, it's a Tuesday night. It's a Champions League football night. It's the second round of games. Let's talk some football. Um, I want to I want to I want to touch quickly on a on a issue on a story that I heard I read the other day. How um. Uh, Neymar, uh, the Neymar Cavani thing, uh, that's that's kind of unfolded. Neymar's just obviously, and then we talked on the last podcast about how Neymar just you know joined for a ridiculous amount of money. You know how he's kind of like taking a big step to kind of become his own, you know, a star in his own right in a team where he can you know can be the biggest name. And that kind of stuff that was tested in a game in a, in a PSG game not long ago where um, he in a PSG awarding a penalty against it was against Lyon, I think yeah against Lyon. And Neymar wanted to take it, and Danny Alves physically tried to rip the ball off Cavani to Neymar, and that's caused an issue to the point where they unfollowed each other on Instagram, and it got to the point where like the PSG coach has said something that like, um, he's paid Cavani off to, or rumoredly, or allegedly paid Cavani off to Neymar take money. Like, what's your what's your take on that on that first call situation? Um, it's nuts. I'm like, we we knew it was going to implode. We just didn't think it would take this quick. I don't agree with what Danny Alves did in it. Yeah. Neymar's his own man. He doesn't need you to be there trying oh, yeah. to do Big Brother stuff in it, but. I just think it's silly in itself. Apparently, Danny Alves had to call a, a, a team meeting yeah. in the restaurant and said it was like the tweet I read. It said it had the atmosphere of a funeral. Like something has happened there, and it's, it's not irreparable. It can go back to the normal, yeah. but you wouldn't have expected it to happen this quickly. So quickly, it's literally been a few weeks. Yeah, it's crazy. Weeks. And they've got a big, you know, PSG have a big game ahead. You know, mm-hmm. PSG playing Bayern, right? Yeah. So that's a big game coming. You don't need this already. You don't need a, you know, and an unbalancing and I'm and I'm uh, a team that's in um, disarray. Yeah, need that. especially with these big games because essentially that's what Neymar was bought for, for yeah, the Champions League. And obviously, like no one's saying they're gonna walk the um, league on. It's not that clear cut. Yeah. But in the same breath, like league on, you can do that fine, and it you have to have your heads hundred percent screwed on in Champions League. Do you know what I mean? At any moment, any team can knock you. We see it with Manchester United when they lost a ball yeah. and got knocked out of the competition. Anybody, it can happen to any team in it. Do you know what I mean? So you have to Arsenal with Monaco, for example, as well. That was a t- that's a, that was a draw that people thought was favourable for them, and this is before Monaco were balling. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's one of those things that they need to be hundred percent focused. Let alone the fact that they're playing against a big, big side. Um, again, I just didn't think it would take. I just didn't think it would happen this quickly. I think it can be repaired, but this whole thing about offering Cavani a hundred um, a million, offering him a mil, so Neymar could take the pennies. That's gone about it the wrong way. But that that's the funny thing is that says so much more about the coach yeah. that he's not able to like gone about you know, it the wrong way. Like, since since Laura Blanc, yeah. I, I, he, the funny thing is, even though Blanc had his issues, he still had that he still kind of like managed that dressing room. He had Ibrahimovic at one point, you know, mm-hmm. one of the most egotistical players in the world. He still managed to get a hold of that. It seems that Emery is losing 
doesn't have much control over the team, especially now that he's star striker. Like, Cavani was the biggest draw in town, one of the biggest biggest players in that team. And now he's probably the first, the third biggest striker, the third biggest forward on that team after Bappe and Neymar came. Do you know what I mean? It's like, his star, his star, you know, it's not shining as bright, obviously, because he's got bigger names there. So, yeah, that, that kind of plays a role. Do you know what I mean? So, like, it's, it was bound to have an impact. Like, he's a bit, you know, I don't think it'll be, it'll be this quick. Like, I don't think, you know, the, 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 the two will be more, there'll be so, 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 uh, that much of an implosion so quickly. It's mad, but these things happen, innit? Like, we saw it with, what's it called as well, when Real Madrid were talking about with their Galacticos as well, yeah. and have, having all those stars in the dressing room kind of diminish the power of the manager. But this side, in this case, in this instance here, it's more a case of all the stars clashing with each other rather than with the managers. And it's crazy. There's, there's, there's a clash of, there's, there's a clash of egos, but even the team itself, the team has been, re- I think he's really unbalanced. The team is mm-hmm. so unbalanced. We've been watching him, you know, obviously we've been watching the front of over the last few weeks, and not only does he not have, like, a start in 11 yet, he tries to fit all of his stars in at the same time and the team was to win a balance. So like the game against Bayern is gonna be the first three tests. I think whatever happens in this game is gonna go a long way to, you know, like for me, you know, like finalize people's opinions on this team because, you know, everyone's waiting for that win, that one as a test. Like everyone like everyone said this league, you know, everyone expects PSG to kind of maybe not walk it, but they expect PSG yeah. to win the league. So Europe is where they're gonna yeah. yeah. So this is the first big test you're playing the European giant. Bayern may not be in great form, but you're playing the European giant. Both teams are part of the draw. PSG no no and um Bayern two two with um with Wolfsburg. So we're gonna we're gonna see. It's, it's gonna be a test for both teams actually. Definitely. So um yeah. Um speaking of conflict, the next issue we is gonna talk about is one that's picking up quite a bit of steam over in the UK with um the Lukaku stuff. And it seems like we're going back to race again, but it's, it's just <laughs> something that's being talked yeah. about now. But um I find it just... I find it's pretty weird. The whole thing itself was nuts. Like when I first heard that chant, my first my first thoughts was this is shit. Like it wasn't oh that's a bit it's a bit funny but but do you know what it is I think it's become one of those things where I've kind kind of grown to accept that I don't want to be gen- I don't want to generalize in it but there's a there's a weird obsession with like black men and their dicks on yeah. Twitter when it comes to like white fans like if you got to go on Twitter this isn't something I've searched this is something I've, it's not something I would suggest you search but you could do it if you type in like say a black player that seems to be side has a bit of size to them and then and cock you'll find tons of boys tweeting about oh you must have a massive cock and stuff like that. I find it, it super weird innit? so when I first heard that chant I just thought it was, I added it to that list and then when you start looking to it a little bit deeper and people say oh don't take it don't look it so deep it's not something but sometimes there are things that you can look deeper into do you know what I mean um, a lady that I follow called Jude in London she added to it the fact that Lukaku's Belgian Congolese and then you have to look at the history of, of Belgium in Congo and the lopping off of, of black people's appendages, arms and penises yeah. and that sort of thing. And it all adds up, do you know what I mean? So I can understand why someone would be offended by it. And I just find the whole thing but weird. That's, that, that's, that's the problem itself, though. We understand why yeah. we're defending. It's not the fact, not the fact that we may not be offended or offended, yeah. We understand. Why? You, I've been on Twitter this week, and I kind of, like, I've seen a conversation taking place. I've had a discussion in my group chat earlier on today. And it's a case of we, I saw some fans saying you know this is our order you know you shouldn't be doing you shouldn't be saying this not only is it shit it's offensive and I see certain fans you know saying but you know it's just a laugh you know we're just having a laugh da 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 and somebody somebody said or well, who who are you to say what is is offensive you're a white man you're you know probably a middle aged white man who to say if it's offensive or not Do you know that's a problem I tend to find though like I was um I think this you tweeted something about it as well and I've said something similar to, in a similar vein in that if you punch me in the face and I say that hurts. You can't then turn around and say to me, ah, oh, stop bitching. That can't hurt that much. If I've told you it hurts, it hurts, do you know what I mean? So as a black person, if I turn around and say to you, like, right, oh, that's a bit like it's a bit touchy still. Yeah. 
you should be like, bro, okay, my bad. Do you know what I mean? You should be like, oh, it's just a joke. You can't yeah, take I'm a joke always, no more. I've always, always told people, you can't tell anybody how to react. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can't tell anyone. Everyone's attached to their reactions. So if I react a certain way, you can't tell me I can't react that way. You can tell me I'm overreacting, but you can't You can't tell me don't react that way. Do you know what I mean? So, and that's what's going on. A lot of people are saying don't react. And it's like, and they, they're trying to excuse it. And that's what I'm trying to find. A lot of people are trying to excuse it. Is as well is that I found as well, I, 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 I haven't heard it before, I don't pay much attention to Liverpool like that, mm. but there's a song about Origi as well, when I talk about, I think it's, his name's Dibok, and they call him Big Cock Origi or something like that, I was like, bro, what's the obsession with stuff like this? Like, But have you not realised, when it comes to that player, that we've seen it before, he's a beast. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, and it's yeah, all it's, under the same it's, thing. It's all, it's all under the same umbrella. And it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's like a fascination with attributing black players. With that. Yeah, with certain talents. Yeah, and do you know what is as well, what I tend to find, I found as well, is that when it first happened, um, people were like, oh, kick it out, making a storm out of it, it's a storm in the teacup, it's nothing, it's not even that bad. Then Man United said, yo, like, stop the chanting, it's cool kind of thing. Then United fans still chanting. Like, no, after that it was, um, oh, we don't even know how Lukaku feels about it. Then Lukaku spoke out and said, yo, like, let's just go forward as a one, Da-da-da-da, let's keep playing. They still chanted it anyway, even though he'd said that. Yeah. And then they looked at it like, oh, he was just trying to cover it over, he didn't say he doesn't like it. And then his agents come out now and said that, yo, like, he doesn't really like the chant. Can we drop it out, kind of thing? We'll wait to see what happens at CSK tomorrow. Yeah. If they're still going to try it and that kind of thing, but I don't know. Like it's one of those things. Like this shouldn't be an issue. But it's we crazy. shouldn't be talking about this. Do you know what I mean? If man nice. said like drop it out, then simply it should be dropped. Do you it know was even a similar issue with Chelsea fans and um and Morata. Morata, exactly. You know what I mean? I, I, I had a, this. I literally had this, this debate today, and I, I said literally, and it might sound controversial, but your average black football fan is never be racist. Yes. Honestly, it's never. Like it's your if you if you look like. I don't have the stats about this stuff. I can't just say, oh, you know, this many money. Like, it's just, it's just the way it is. Do you know, mm-hmm. good football games, good, to, you know, good sporting events full stop. And you'll hear shit. Yeah. I, I, I always tell the story about when I went to um, Carl Froch versus Mikel Kessler. Yeah. And the guy in front of us, Andre Ward was there working with Sky, and the guy in front of us called Andre Ward a nigger. I don't know if he knew me and G-Day were sitting there or not. Yeah. But I flipped. I went mad, didn't it? Obviously, Andre Ward's one of my favorite fights, but beyond that, what you, like, what? So, like, I flipped, and G-Day said, chill, innit? So I calmed down, innit? And then, We've gone to get drinks, and then they've gone to get drinks. And from Gide telling me to calm down, Gide's trying to grab the cat by his neck. I'm trying to beat the shit out of the guy. Now, like, Gide, like, I don't know if you, you guys know Gide. Gide doesn't really lose his temper, but when he loses his temper, he goes mad. Yeah, that's exactly like, yeah. so it. That's, 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 that's what I'm laughing. The fact that he said he does tell me, he's like, it yeah. must have been. Yeah, like... so we're in the middle of the O2, and my man's trying to strangle this guy. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry, man, I'm sorry. But I'm like, bro, like, this is what it is. There's an inherent racism in that sort of thing as well. It's like, when people say, um, the Adabayo chant, your mum, your mum, your mum, your elephant, your mum is a whore. And people say, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. But I say, would but you say, but would but you say to Cesc, your 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 dad exactly, exactly. There's that's a specific thing. reason why you're saying you're Adabayo's saying it, dad You're saying it because you know I mean? there's essence of, you know, of racism, you know, attached to what you're saying. Yeah. You, know, you know yourself, but you're trying your best to excuse it. These people aren't stupid. They know what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah, they're not, they're not stupid. They know exactly what they're doing. Because right? realistically, oh, there's no, there's, there aren't elephants in Europe. So you understand why you're saying why a black African player he's dad watches elephants. You know yeah. what you're saying. You know what you're doing when you're saying that. Do you know what I mean? And you find elements of that in thingy as well. I remember when they said um, my United fans were singing, used to sing as well. Um, do do do, yeah yeah, has got Ebola, and I was like, I could never sing. I could never join and, them. And, and that's the thing we had. We had this with the with yeah. the women's team. I mean, like, we, we didn't want to make this a race, yeah. but it's like it's all it's, it's just what it's, 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 it's right now. Is, like, what's his name? Mark Samson. I think it's something, yeah. And with um, Annie Luko, he said, um, what was um, it? She, her, family said she, her family coming home, he said, right, um, I hope none of them got a boulder or something. Exactly. Like and they're trying to say, because we went to uni, and, <laughs> and it's like, 
that was a mad thing for me to read, didn't it? Do you know what I mean? And it's crazy that I think the FA themselves have handled this so poorly. And I don't understand why they've not received more backlash because they've now turned it into he's getting set because of something his, of else. Exactly. And you know what it is. It's like they're, they're trying to save face. And it, it, I saw you, you knew this all along. You knew he did this all along. You had him as a coach. You hit this, and now this come on using that yeah, now to to paint over the first one because you know the first one's worse. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's like you know these things are wrong. Like if you say, "Oh, hey, you know, oh, I'm only saying it because it's funny." No, it's not funny. They find it offensive. We find it offensive. Like cut yeah. it out. You can't make an excuse for these kind of things here. It's nuts. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So in the league, it's looking a bit nuts right now. I think um, Man City are looking a bit mad in terms of. And they just keep brushing fire past everyone. But obviously, they've got Chelsea this week, and I think that's going to be the proper test for them. Cause I think that'd be more test for Chelsea than it is for them. It's more of a test for Chelsea. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, like, Chelsea haven't been amazing to the extent that people are looking at their title contenders. People, well, obviously, they're in the title race, but people generally are saying that it's between Manchester United and, and Man City. I, I do not put like, we've, we've been we, this time last year, we're actually, we reported this time last year, um, heading into the City United game, mm. and we said it, like, yeah, like, City United were both doing well. And we can see that City has so had a bit more, a bit more strength. But everyone is saying, you know, City United are going to be these are the favourite. What happened? Both, I don't know, finishing third, yeah. behind, you know, third, third and uh, was it third, third and sixth? Six. Do you know what I mean? So it's still very early, but City, City look City mad strong. Like we're going forward anyway. Yeah, going yeah. forward, they look amazing. At the back, they're still. I know. think there's naivety there that people can take a right job. I just want to see who's going to win. A team like Chelsea could take a right job. Chelsea mm-hmm. are resolute. Yeah, it's one thing. It's one thing. It's one thing. Chelsea are Chelsea resolute. Chelsea a team where I think Conte. Like it's a bit league right now. You want the best managers at getting a result. But I look at them and I don't feel like I don't know. There's something. That, there's something about the defense that I don't feel is watertight the way like a Chelsea defense could have been. Let's say like remember when Chelsea was super strong yeah. on the Marino and like you knew they could get a one 0 and lock it down. Yeah. Even like, do you remember that game where they played Arsenal last game? Like one of the last few games of the season, John Terry had a worldie mm. and they finished no no and and they were laughing and because they basically locked Arsenal out. And I think. There's, they don't have that kind of defensive solidarity at the back. So I think this is a defence that Chelsea... Chelsea the defence that City could take advantage of. Chelsea's defence is tight, no doubt. But I think an attack as potent as City... City yeah. But I think City, City have this this arrogance about him. Well, Pep has arrogance about him. Where he approaches... He doesn't... He approaches good games. Sometimes he doesn't approach them with tactical man thinking, you know, it's going to be attack game. You know, we can... If, if, we, if we are attacking... We are approaching them with attacking mentality... We'll beat them. Do you, know who that, do you know who does that? So, Arsene Wenger. Arsene Wenger <laughs> approaches every game the same. And so it's weird hearing someone say that about Pep because Pep is lauded as like a tactical genius and he does this and he does that. Well, but I see exactly what you mean. But the difference is Pep normally does that with teams that are strong enough to do it. Whereas yeah, when, when Arsenal full stop. But don't have those teams that can approach games that way. And that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. I think Pep, he loved, in his first season, was a big learning curve for him. But it's the first time he's... First thing, he's always had strong teams. Title, always had strong teams. It's the first team. time where like he's not had it his own way. Because yeah. there are other tough teams there to the point where like if you don't do well enough, they're going to be So, like, City are... Because City are finding a whole day. You know, they're, they're in top gear right now. Um, whether they're finding enough gears on another story, but they're firing at United. It's crazy because as well as United are playing, like... So they, they don't look amazing. Yeah. Well, the last one I'll say against Stoke, they didn't look amazing. Southampton, they struggled. And obviously, you know, missing Pogba. But they haven't played, I generally feel we haven't played a tough team yet. I think say, our first test will come against Liverpool. Come against Liverpool. Okay, that's some, that's October. some point in October, yeah. Yeah, in October. So it's going to be the first time. By guys. that point then, I don't know, because City have played Chelsea, people have dropped points by then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it could be to our advantage that that happens. But I just don't feel like, I'd, I'm not going to take anything away from these games simply until the point we play a tougher team. I think Liverpool. 
same thing problem with them defence yeah. leaky as far I don't know no, Liverpool's defence is so it's ridiculous yeah it's but their attack the blow team's away in it but then again we saw it last year with us when we went there in um, in October everyone was like they want to blow us away and no, we just got no. down the game do you well, know what I mean? they, 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 they were saying oh, you're not, they're about to mm-hmm. in and break it down if that, if, that, if that was the case break it down mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? I think with some tactical now you might be able to keep them out so I think that's the thing. That that game depends how we go into it. But if, if I talk about if I talk about you know, arrogance, so I can't approach the games. Klopp, Klopp, yeah. Klopp is is that. And then you know what the mad thing about him as well? He always finds an excuse afterwards. About oh, he's always got something to say afterwards. He never really looked at his own shortcomings with that. But that's a different story for a different day. Um, Arsenal looking alright. Do you not want to think of Arsenal? It's, it's, it's a stronger squad. Mm-hmm. Like because only because they get Sanchez. Yeah, it's definitely a stronger squad. But it's every Arsenal game. Yeah, it's so tight because. The fans themselves don't know what's going to happen. The game against Fulham yesterday, they could have easily lost that game or drawn that game at home. Because West Brom, um, if, you, if you watch that game, West Brom trying to clear Penny at first. Fair enough, the referee played advantage. But if you're going to Renz, the same situation, he does play advantage and he's hoping to free kick. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's one of those things where oh, that's, that's an awesome game these days. The fans are apprehensive. You go to the game, you don't know what's going to happen because this team, suspect at the back, they are suspect at the back. What is about the thing is, what we keep saying about the fans is nuts, is because the, the fans. Add to the problem in terms of because they're so nervy, yeah, it translates to the players. So it works, it works both ways. But, um, I don't know, Spurs looking solid, if not unspectacular, as they always do. Um, Harry Kane's on fire as normal, yeah. Deli Ali hasn't been on fire in the way that he can be, but he's been been quite, yeah, he's been quite good. You got got interesting weekends, Mm -hmm. you know, we know that he can be a spectacular player, and I don't think he's really kicked it up to that level yet, but it will come 100% will come because we know. That's his level, do you know what I mean? So if someone's doing well without being spectacular at the same time, it's like he's basically mirroring Spurs as a team. Mm. He's still doing well, but he's not like doing yeah, like eye catching stuff. I think it's Spurs like last season, and then mm. in fact, you know, lost, lost, lost to us, right? Mm. You lost to us at the end early on, and then they went on a crazy run where they just picked up points, and you think you didn't realize until literally when they came to December. Yeah. yeah, so you realize, right? Spurs right, they lost to what? They lost to us around December, and then they went on that run afterwards. Yeah. I think it was, yeah. Cause I remember, was it Herrera at Amicateria? So they lost to us. Oh, like, yeah, like, it was, it was, was, yeah, yeah. By the end of, let's say, like, April, May, whatever, you should have said, right, like, we didn't even realise. But they, that's what they do, they're slowly just up these points. They're like a, this is the Premier League now. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the Premier League now. You know, it's tight. Mm-hmm. It's tight. You can't skip up. But it's crazy. That's what I'm just talking about the top. Like, Chris Ballas, Jesus. right now, they're probably going to, you know, it's crazy to say it early, but they will probably go down because it's they, they got they got us next. Mm-hmm. Us next Chelsea. Chelsea. And they scored a goal with the points. I think Saka and Deborah was like, I think I understand why you do it, but you're so impulsive. I'm gonna put money on that. Christopher scored against us. Probably will. Probably would. I, I I said when they obviously no Benteke, but someone will score against us. When they when they who did they lose to before um, in his first game? When they lost to Hampton, mm-hmm. I, I, I saw the fixtures. Do you know what? Out of those three fixtures, yeah, they probably got points against us. That's it. Like it's it's we're we're that type of team. That's it. Well, that's like even with Burton, like nobody scored at Old Trafford this season. No Burton goals. Exactly. Like, it's gonna be one of those things. And the thing is, is that that's being United. Like for no, no, for just I don't, think, I don't think it'll be a goal of any consequence. People will be like four one or something like, but they'll score a goal and stuff. Do you know what I mean? They're like, oh, they they've broken like, that kind of thing. But I think they're gonna struggle in that game. No fussy wins. From what I've seen, it's weird because like a lot of times I've been out in it and I'll watch the game after, but I'll just search Twitter and see what people are saying. Right, and I tend to find you know there's that thing that. If you base Manchester United, people don't like you anyway. Yeah. But like, I see tons of their fans saying how good he is. Him and Lost Cheek are their best players. Lost Cheek, yeah. And that's why they're fucked. Lost Cheek. They're, 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 they're at the end of the season. Is, is, you know, he's been impressive. Like, the fact that Palace may not be playing well, 
Or not. Do you know what? The fact that they've been very in a failure hierarchy, but he's been playing well. I think if you, without like, having you know the end product there, you can see that you know the you know the ability, the ability. Do you know what I mean? He's got he's got the he's got he's got he's got an eye for it. He's got an eye for creating chances. He's got an eye for goals. You know, you know he's I've got a mate that doesn't rate him at all. And I've always said to him that he's a decent player. Do you know? What? I think the thing you need to find and you know his his ultimate position because mm-hmm. he he's very he's very versatile. Yes. He can play. He can play deep, but he can play behind the striker. He he's quite well, which is a good thing. But I think with players like him at a young age, like when you keep pushing them all over the place, you see that so many times. Yeah. So many different players. Look at John Shea, for example, centre back, right back, DM all over the place. He made a goal once. You, you, says, you said something quite interesting there about you know people not liking United. You know, I know this is you know right now, like almost all the time, us turning pods, and almost all the time it's United fans. But people say yeah, people don't like United. They sort of pug bar, but it's starting to happen with Bukayo as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's crazy. Like, I, 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 I that no one cared about previously. Exactly. And start turning around telling you why he's poor. I, 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 it's weird to me, innit? Because I've looked at Fossil Mertz and Fossil Mertz shouldn't be getting that kind of stick. Simply because he's on loan. Yeah. Like, I understand he's at United. Like, I understand. But like, I, like, I just generally search how he does every weekend yeah. as a player that I'm, I'm, I'm invested interested in. Yeah. And it's weird because Crystal Palace play fans are running about it. Then everyone else is like, oh, he's shit. I'm like, <laughs> he's going to look shit because he's playing for a shit team, <laughs> But the fact that he's not looking shit when Crystal Palace are getting battered says still says quite a bit, do you know what I mean? But um I don't know, it's, it's gonna be an interesting season for him specifically. I wanna see how he does. I think there was someone had this this theory that he's doing Marino's doing the three stages of Fossil Mets. So the first one was having him there at the club last year. He was around the team so he knows what it's like to be around mm-hmm. the team. This year he's gonna go out alone and get the experience. The next year he's gonna come in and take over on Valencia at the right back and I don't know, but it would be a good it would be a good move for him because he looks very solid in that position. He looks very solid in defence anyway. Like there's still a little Mistakes he makes here and there. Yeah, I've seen it. Just like, a very that, solid that, that come, that's going to come with. Like someone said, you got to make mistakes for you, know, for you learn for the mistake, for you learn for the minute. Like you, you know, if you are if you are like you know at United where you know we exposed to you know attacking football all the time because you're you know you're a better team. You know we're going to learn. Or at a team that's struggling, a team that you know letting the lower goals, so you're going to learn the hard way. You know, so when he comes back, give me a better player. Hundred percent. What about Swansea? Do you know what Swansea like? <clears throat> You watch them and their team is if they don't concede goals, they'll be good. Mm. And that's and like, again, it's very funny. The game on Saturday against Watford, <laughs> I put a bet down and then I was winning the bet and I said to myself, Swansea, I'll draw 1 1. And I said to myself, okay, cool, like, this team can't really like, once once they concede a goal, it's over for them. I said, you know what, are they going to hold out? Are they going to hold out? I said, myself, they're not, I'll just risk it anyway. And I put Andre scores in the last minute, you know? and I said, typical Swansea. And that's the thing, games like that, where Swansea you need to get points. So, you know, so I said, stay afloat because a home game against a team that's probably what they're doing, are doing pretty well this season, do you know what I mean? It's mad though, because with Swansea, their personnel kind of demands that they should be doing better. Like, obviously, he was a massive food them signing you know, Los Angeles. And, like, he had a stink at that first game, but he's mm-hmm. kind of, he's definitely improved 100% a lot more since. I watched, I, watched him, I watched him in a game against, I watched him in a game against, um, what game was it against? Recently, against, against Tottenham. It's crazy. He's 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 operating at different different to different levels, and he's, yeah. he's, and he's operating in a different way. Yeah. So like they can't keep up. With they, them, yeah, and and and, and, it, and it makes him look worse than what he really it's is. Fair enough, you know, he's not lighting up the league on fire. And a lot of people say, oh, this guy, you know, he's not he's not as good as we put it People have never watched him. He's actually he's a very talented player. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, he has, he has a lot to learn. Yeah. I put him in a team like Swansea where everyone's a lower at a level below him. It's going to be it's hard for him. It's not going to help. Yeah, it's not going to help him at all. I you put him at levels where he's similar to everyone else. Or where he can learn from. That, 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 I think because that's... to be that age and having basically all the weight thrust upon your shoulders simply because you're such a big name and because 
people think you're better, you're, you're at a certain level. You've got you to play with Thiago Alcantara and play with Leon Britton. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? It's like... You're asking for trouble. Yeah, you know I mean? is, is, is he really going to learn? You know, always going to learn that to have a bit more responsibility. It's, it's, you know, a lot's going to happen this season, you know what I mean? It's gonna be, we're we're going to have to wait until the end of the season, or maybe in a couple of years' time, to see when, you know, where he's learned, and then and if one is being anybody. As long as themselves, I think they're in trouble for that person because they can't really score. They're both burning in, but Burnley's not the player they prepared they was when he once left. They're not, they're, they're not really scoring goals. Like I said, even once they go behind, it's hard for them. It's like it's about can't score goals. So. You, know who's, you know who's another team that are a bit mad for right now, but they obviously they've got to win on Saturdays ever? Like, well, all, all the money they spent. All the money spent. Yeah, all the money they spent, they should be doing a lot better than they are. Um, I don't know. They're, they're the bottom half of the table. I think they're thingy. They'll be okay. They'll but, be okay. They'll keep it up. They're like, it's, it's, like 15 or something. My brother, my brother was, Evans, Evans is one of the, is one of the, one of the um, panelists on the show, said like, they didn't need to buy a serious someone that's going to 15 million. They mm. didn't really need to do it. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's, it's things like that happen to these, to these smaller clubs. That kind of a, a, you know explains why this old smaller club. You need to do that. Prepare to listen. Fair enough to the player. Yeah. You don't need to hit the fifty million for him. So even even in even in this market, that team's very slow. Yeah, they like they're very very it's slow. It's like, I'm in really your thinking as well. It's it's really it's it's very slow. slow, and that doesn't help. A, a Coman team doesn't have a Coman team. A Coman team is you know persistent players. That that blame a lot being Moscow and the manager because he's you know, he prepares it. I mean, mm-hmm. team that you know that likes to play possession and then bang gets you. Gets you like, exactly bang. Exactly. They had a Lukaku last year. Mm-hmm. Now he's gone. You haven't really replaced him. Do you know what I mean? They want Sandro, but it's not. That's not Lukaku. Yeah. So it's crazy. Like they're in trouble. But what about West Ham? Well, West Ham, it's a nuts one for them because like I saw them signing Javier Hernandez, and I always said the same thing. Like he's not a striker, starting striker, mm-hmm. at least not in the Premier League anyway. Like yeah. he went to buy Leverkusen, which for me is a weaker league, and he scored a couple goals then. Even like the second season where he was there and everything. It kind of, he didn't right. go to pop, but yeah. he didn't work out as well as he as it as it could have. And he's gone there. So I see them on the weekend. They were talking about he's going to go through the middle, and they left Andy Carroll on the bench. And I was thinking this isn't the kind of game where you would leave him on the bench. Do you know what I mean? I'd yeah. rather have probably Carroll ahead of ahead of him. Do you know what I mean? But um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too hopeful for them. I think they started off really badly. They yeah. kind of picked up, but um, I don't know. They won't get relegated, but they'll have a great season. It's. Yeah, it's going to be, definitely going to be... They're going to be relegation. It's the same thing with, with everyone. It won't, get relegated. It, won't, it won't be an enjoyable season for their fans, let's put it that way. Their fans will not enjoy the season simply for the fact where, like, you know, you're going to be languishing towards the bottom or you're not going to be in, a, in and amongst the thicker things. And it's a shame for a club that, especially a club like Everton, that spends a lot of money. And ever, fair enough, Everton are, like, you know, they're not... They're one of the clubs, you know, on the, on the, on the fringes of making the top six mm-hmm. or things like that. But it's... We once once when you sell a player like Carfield on money you've got you've got to reinvest that money. It's mm-hmm. a lot smaller than you did to you know I mean they, I don't feel they did that at all. So that's probably why, you know, so much money remember remember Barker when you knew Barker's in that just amount of time, you should have known, you know, to kind of like pay it for that. But yeah, it's gonna be a time as well. That obviously they played Spurs and they gave a good account of themselves because they were losing, kinda of grabbed them, claw themselves back into the game yeah. right now and they still lost. But their saving grace is they won't be playing Spurs every week, do you know what I mean? But saying that it's the lost lesser teams they need to be beaten as well because they clearly got the talent. They've still got a talent, um, a talented team. Yeah. But yeah, they need to sort themselves out. It's so, it's so crazy that you talk about um, people um, talking about players of colour in a certain way. <laughs> it's so funny. I was watching them. I saw the end of the Tottenham West Ham game, and I saw them talking about Sadori. I knew you were gonna say. <laughs> I knew you were gonna mention. So Sadori, yeah. Like I said, I say this about you know this is not even really one of the best right, one of the best right backs in the world. Honestly, he's, he's very talented. Fair enough, he has his issues, and you saw. Her. You saw that on Saturday, do you know what I mean? 
But if you, see, if you heard the way they were talking about Sartori on Saturday, they stopped, they just, they said, they just stopped short of calling him the N-word. Oh, shit. Honestly, the way Jim Rednap was talking about him was like, uncultured, uneducated. It's Jim Rednap, Jim Rednap, you know. Like, you call him uneducated, you know, he's a stupid boy, da da da. I'm telling you, he said, Kieran Trippier is on a bed watching this. You should, you should, you should, you should be starting. I think to myself, like, bro. You say something like that. You should be able to, you know, like, keep that energy when you see him. Yeah. I'd love to see him say that to Sergio's face. We know how Sergio is like. Like, Sergio is from, like, he's from, he's from the hood in Paris, isn't it? It's the reason why he's at Tottenham now, PSG no more, do you know what I mean? Because he's, he's one of those ones who, you know, had a, had a, had a rough upbringing, do you know what I mean? And he's taking a, and it makes him who he is, why he plays what he is, you know. You watch that game on Saturday, he made a crazy tackle where, you know, it looked a bit wild, but he got the ball. Took a great size for it. Fair enough, you know, he had a, he had a very undisciplined game, you know what I mean? Like, you can't get sent off with, you know, two yellow cards in the face of 10 minutes. That's, that's ill-disciplined, but that's so jewelry for you, you know what I mean? Like, that's how teams, you know, top teams pass up on him. Put the, you know, things like that. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, the way they were talking about it was crazy, like. You could see it, do you know what I mean? And we knew it was coming simply for the fact why he had to get that work permit and struggling yeah. to get the country. You knew that was going to be held against him. So any mistake he made, anything that was remotely you could link to violence, yeah. they're going to try for tarnish time time with that brush anyway. But um, yeah, I'm going to skip ahead now to talk about some combat sports because quite a bit's happened. Like we spoke about Maeve and McGregor before it happened, and it's happened now. It's been it's been a little while since it happened as well. But just some um some points to touch on from that fight. Um, it went kind of how we expected it was going to go. Like yeah. no shot from that fight. Um, I think. I won't be an asterisk against Floyd's name when he say he's 50 and all. Mm. He's now got the greatest undefe- un- un- undefeated record. A lot of people wanted to make it seem like the fight was closer than it was. And they was like, oh, he troubled him, he troubled him. Then the um, the all-access epilogue came out and it showed basically Floyd saying at the end of, he goes round three or round four, he's like, yeah, I've got him. And then the fight just changes from there. So yeah. realistically, he was letting him tire himself out and just seeing what he had to offer. Um, I don't know. I think Floyd's done now. Put a, put a stamp on it, he's done. Stop talking about him now. Obviously, he's one of the greatest defensive fighters of all time, but there are a lot of unsavory things about this guy that generally mean a lot of people are happy to see the back of him. Yeah, it didn't, they didn't really, uh, really see take a, really take a picture of it over um, with Donald Trump recently. Yeah. And that, 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 was, that was pretty old, but they, they, they used that picture because when he said about what Donald Trump said about grabbing women by the pussy, he makes him a real man. But um, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of unsavory things about him that will, people have seen that at the back of him. In regards to Conor McGregor, he may want that boxing money again. I don't think he'll ever get a payday as good as what he had before. Yeah. But he can go back to boxing. He'll probably but get washed. Right. But do you reckon he's just done it? You've seen that before, but he's... It's mad, but he, there's still so much for him to do. He's never defended the title. So he won the yeah. top of the title. He's never defended it. He won the lightweight title last November. He still hasn't defended it. There are people in the lightweight division that he needs to fight. People like Khabib, Tony Ferguson. He's up and coming as well, up and comers as well that he needs to fight as well. So um, there is more for him to do in the UFC. He'll probably chase the pay there. But anybody he fights at welterweight in boxing is going to wash him. If he fights any of the top fighters, even someone like Danny Garcia, who's probably under the box top three, yeah, he gets washed by. Keith Thurman washes him. Um, Errol Spence washes him. Bud Crawford, who's just moved up from junior welterweight, washes him. He would have washed him at 140 as well. He could, yeah, he could have let McGregor come in at 147, him come in at 140, he still would have washed him. So, like, he, there's nothing really for him in boxing. Yeah. In, even if he goes above that to 154, he gets washed again. So, there's nothing for him in boxing. Um, yeah, he just needs to sit to UFC and just deal with that over there. Still speaking about UFC as well, you've got the Cormier 
John John stuff. Right. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like my head's still spinning from all I, I still, I, I still, I'm still trying to get my head around how he passed one drug test. I, I <laughs> still, I still do not understand. And then yeah. he beat the thing. And you know what the maddest thing is as well is that after he beat Cormier, like he went on this sort of press tour with the rock and rock and saying, "Oh, well done, all stuff." Like, bro, drug te- drug cheats should really get like that spotlight put on them. It's like everybody's kind of brushed on the carpet. They're saying that Cormier's going to get his belt back, but there's no fanfare or nothing about people talking about how good Cormier is and that kind of thing. And it's nuts. And I can't try and get that impression now that people would still be willing to give John Jones another chance because yeah. people dislike Cormier so much. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> why did he dislike Cormier so much? It's nuts. Like, I don't get it. Like, I think Cormier's a really dope guy. Like, he's mad funny. He's yeah. amiable. John Jones can be cool, but he can be a bit of an arsehole too. I've never got that from John, from Cormier. Yeah. Cormier loves wrestling and he knows the whole, the whole idea of heel and face in it. So he knows when to play the bad guy and when to be the good guy. And he does it expertly. But even when he's playing the bad guy, he's laughing when he's doing it. Like, you can tell he's not being serious. He hasn't, he doesn't, to me, it seems like he doesn't have a bad bone in his body. Yeah. Even when he's talking like smack to John Jones, it doesn't quite come across as authentic. You can tell he doesn't like you can tell he doesn't like John Jones, yeah. but like it doesn't come across as authentic the way it would from John Jones talking to him. Because Cormier just seems like a genuinely nice guy. And I don't get... I think maybe now people will finally be on his side. I think the interview he gave after the John Jones fight made him... People like him a lot more when he's crying. Yeah. And stuff, all, that, all the face stuff. But um, I think generally now, he will be seen... Like for me, John Jones' record is completely tarnished. We don't know when he's been clean and when he hasn't been. So we're just going to scrap John Jones. It's crazy. Him. It's crazy. We're going to put him on the heap and yeah, forget about him. How... how I was like, how do you... Three times, it's three times, right? So, not all of them are performance hunting, but he's, yeah. been, he's been busted a couple of times. Yeah, so, because there's a two performance hunts and one, one, one recreational. Session, yeah. One recreational. So, he's, had, he's done coke, well, they found cocaine residue. One that was from um, Viagra or sexual enhancing drug, and then this one, steroids as well. But I'm sure there's been more lost in there somewhere as well. So, he's he's been busted a couple of times. In it. Like, like, like you said, he's pretty much done. Yeah, like they're saying, send him over to Fingercuss. They said, send him to Japan and let him go over there where he can take as many drugs as he wants and keep doing what he wants to do, do you know what I'm saying? But I'll be honest with you, like, I think he should get that kind of treatment when we stop talking about him now. And focus on the people that are here. Call me and you say all the time, I'm not going to talk about a fight that isn't eligible to fight. And I think, because it's his second time being busted for this, like, he should get a mad suspension. Even the last time, simply because we don't know when he's going to keep, when he's going to be yeah. clean. Like, I wouldn't say him up for a fight somebody simply because uh, he might fight a drug test before or he might fight a drug test after. There's no point. He, for his amazing, for his talent there he is, there's no point focusing on someone like that. Do you know what I mean? So we, we should celebrate who we do have. Do you know what I'm saying? We've got Daniel Cormier and I think the way he lost that last fight is very damaging simply because when you, people when fighters get knocked out and knocked out as badly as that, sometimes it takes something away from them. And for him to be knocked out by a dirty fighter like that, it could damage him further on. So, yeah, yeah that's pretty annoying. But um, moving on to boxing, the big um, the big Canelo Triple G fight, like, it's crazy simply because that fight was a good fight. It may not be, like, a super memorable fight, like yeah. 10 years people want to talk about. But it was a good fight. I people watched that are more going to talk about the decision and, like, the judging and the referees, and not the referees so much, more the judging than they were about the fight. And that's how I think it's pretty disappointing simply because both of them put in good performances. Like we knew Triple G, people said Triple G is slipped. He went like, he went for it and he put a lot of pressure on Canelo. There's always been um, talk about Canelo's engine yeah. and he did gas out a little bit, but he came back and he did thing. He came back and he did really well. And those last three rounds he did really well in as well, which is pretty impressive. Um, 
I don't know. My honest thoughts are, is I thought Triple G won that fight. Um, he could have done more, especially in the last few rounds. He seemed to go off the ball and he seemed to um, neglect his jab. I could have seen that at 7-5 for Triple G, 8-4 to Triple G. Um, absolute push. You could have said it was a draw, 6-5, six, 6 rounds each. But there's no way, there's no way he could have finished 10-2. to two. So for Adelaide Bird to score 10 rounds to 2 was absolutely insane. Um, one of the disappointing things, and I think Max Kellerman ch- touched on this as well, is that he said, like he mentioned, that Triple G is always talking about a fight Mexican star, a fight Mexican star. Yeah. And like, the the Mexican god when it comes to boxing in two last season champions, like we've seen him do it so many times, walk through people's punches to land his own. We saw it with Modric Taylor, we saw it with Edwin Rosario. And it's like, we saw with Triple G, it was like he wasn't willing to take Canelo's punches to land his own. Like, that's why he wouldn't go to the body because he was worried about being counted upstairs. He didn't really push when he had Canelo trapped on the ropes. And I think, I feel like, he might look back on that and think, bro, if I did do that, I would have yeah. won this fight. Do you know what I mean? Almost like you missed you miss yeah. miss an opportunity. It's a draw. But to someone like that, a draw will feel like a loss. With Canelo, like, obviously the fans think Triple G won in it. Yeah. Canelo was the one that was getting booed at the end, not Triple G. Yeah. But um, he will feel like it was an opportunity loss. But then again, like I said, Canelo did extremely well. He boxed off the back foot and landed most of the eye-catching amazing punches. Um, he stemmed the time. And for him to win, like, I don't know if he won the last few rounds, but he did enough in those last few rounds to change how the fight looks. A lot of it is, is what you do in a short burst in its own. Can you win the end of the round, what we call the championship rounds? Can you win, let's say, the final minute of the round to change the judge's mind in terms of how you run this thing? And I think Canelo did do that. In the actual fight, he was winning, like, he'd fight, like, the first minute of the round to go on the back foot, which worked against him. But in the final three, he actually started, came into the ring and started, came to the middle of the ring and started fighting. Um, now, if I was Triple G, simply because of how bad the decision was in terms of, like, the 118-110, um, I probably wouldn't go back to try and fight Canelo. Mm. I think with Canelo, there's a couple of decisions that hang on his head that people think he's got a touch with. Do you know what I mean? Look at Evans Lara, for example. I think with, if I was Canelo, if I was Triple G, pardon me, I'd let that draw hang over his head. There's no, like I said, a lot of people think Triple G won that fight. So he might not have the record, but he might not, have, he might not be on his record. But then again, the fans' perception, the public sessions, he won it. Yeah. So if I was him, I'd go after um, Billy John Saunders, try and take that belt. Get WBO, so then you'd have WO, WBC, um, I, um, IBF as well, and just have like all the sweet. Obviously, he's not gonna be undisputed simply because he hasn't got a lineal title, but have most of the belts. Do you know what I mean? And let Canelo carry a campaign and do what he wants to do. You don't need that man. Do you know what I mean? You've got a big payday. You don't need him. You're not gonna make the hundred million that you'd make with a mayor. Well. One of our followers asked a question. One of our questions. Um, um, he asked whether or not <laughs> Canelo was sleeping with or had relations with him. But you know what is so. That's it's obviously it's, it's tongue in cheek, isn't it? But yeah. there's this thing about judges being in bed with certain promoters, yeah. and like a lot of people have asked for people like her not to be involved in fights. And there's other there's other judges that happened as well. C J Ross yeah. scored Mayer and Canelo, which was for me was pretty much a shutout, a draw as well. Do you know what I mean? Like there are certain judges that get in bed, and certain judges that people don't see. C J Ross hasn't um, judged a fight since. That fight was 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. No, 2015, pardon me. And she hasn't judged the fight since, simply because how, that's how bad the scorecard is. And I think Adelaide Bird's going that same route as well. Um, she's pretty much trying to say, there's always been questions about it as well. And I knew it was mad. And like, people, it was, what was funny, you know, when it happened, a lot of people thought Adelaide Bird was a dude. It's like, oh, you bastard, isn't it? And then when they found it was a woman. So that's where you end up with questions like that. But simply, I simply put, um, she has, not, she hasn't even got a legacy per se, but she's tarnished her name. Yeah. Like I as a fighter wouldn't want her to judge one of my fights. It's like it's like it's like it's like being you know to defend defending the prosecutor. Yeah. If you're getting, if you're getting a jury. Yeah. 
first. I wouldn't want her judging yeah. my fights. That's what it is. And a lot of people like top rank have applied to have her disbarred from judging their fighters' fights as well. Now, I don't mm. think I think this pretty much is the end of her anyway. But um, yeah, that's that fight out the way. And what we're going to look at now is there's been a ton of retirements this year in boxing, and like obviously every like every sport, boxing's got its own hall of fame. Yeah. And if for our listeners, just let explain how the boxing hall of fame. So works. the boxing hall of fame is done in Canastota, New York. Um, basically, what you do is a fighter retires and five years after they retire because you know how boxers are they yeah. like to come back five years after your last fight you're eligible to go into the Hall of Fame this year in particular is probably going to be the strongest class so let's say 2022 is probably going to be the strongest class of, of Hall of Famers you're mm-hmm. ever going to see so. simply because everybody that's available I've tried to make a list and I'm pretty sure I'm missing people out but the names that are going to be eligible for Hall of Fame this year are um, Cotto You've got Vladimir Klitschko, you've got Timothy Bradley, you've got Juan Manuel Marquez, you've got Floyd Mayer, you've got Andre Ward, you've got Roy Jones if he does retire, you've got James Tony if he does retire, you've got Shane Mosley. I'm pretty sure I'm missing somebody else, but those are some stellar names. Mayer, that's all right. I said Mayer, I said Mayer. So that's, those are some proper names there. And with all those people that you've got there, um, you only get three first ballot Hall of Famers. So only three can go in straight away. Do you know what I mean? So... The way I see it is Floyd is the only cert there. Vlad, every every other fighter's got something that works against them. So yeah. Vlad, people say like he is the king of heavyweights in a weak in a weak heavyweight division. Also he has the losses. Um Andre Ward, the inactivity, um, Miguel Cotto, some bad losses, and some losses to people that want me, Hall of Famers, people like Austin Trout. One man more Marquez for me should be in there as well, actually. Pardon me, I'll take Floyd and one more one man more Marquez. Um then you look at let's say Timothy Bradley. Didn't have an s- amazing stellar career. Obviously, yeah. he was junior worldweight champion, won a title on worldweight as well, but wasn't amazing. James Tony for me, amazing fighter, but then he's got the steroids allegation against him. Well, it's not an allegation. You know he took steroids. Um, <laughs> Shane Mosley, another amazing career. One of the most fierce lightweights since Roberto Duran. Another, play- another fighter that took steroids. Roy Jones Jr. is absolutely destroying his legacy. He was one of the most amazing fighters of the 90s. And we've seen, I've seen him knocked out more times now than I care to remember. Like, I couldn't remember all the times he'd been knocked out, especially in these last few years. He's just killing his own legacy. So, um, yeah, Floyd and Juan Manuel Marquez, pretty much the last ones. Um, Juan Manuel Marquez pretty much put an exclamation point in his, on his career. His last fight was knocking out Manny Pacquiao. No better way to go out to, than um, knocking out your, your, your biggest rival. So, yeah, him and Floyd are pretty much shirts. Everyone else is up in the air for. But, um, yeah, that's our boxing segment done. We don't want to talk about it no more. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. crazy. We've been we, 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 we talking for a good, you know, a good, you know, 40, 40 odd minutes. We've been going quite a while. Yeah, we've done quite a bit. So. Um, there's so much more I want to talk about, but you know what? Let's finish up with our questions from our, from our followers. Um, okay. Let's go straight away. Uh, obviously, you, you already touched on the Adelaide Bird situation. Uh, you already said how you feel about this. One of our followers asked, who's a true pound for pound? Um, King of Boxing. King right now. Okay, well, with Andre Ward's retirement, did I say Andre Ward? Yeah. Well, I didn't mention Andre Ward. So, Andre Ward gone, Floyd gone. You're looking at people like Triple G. Me, personally, I think his resume doesn't quite hold up to, let's say, I don't know, Terence Crawford I could put up there. I think the way he fights, undisputed, um, Junior welterweight champion moved up to like moved up to welterweight where he's gonna be where he's gonna be just as much of a, a, a much of a problem. Vasily Lomachenko probably doesn't have the same resume. He doesn't have a great resume, but his skill wise is mad. 
won titles in Leicester. I think he's won. He's a two-time world champion or two-weight world champion. Pardon me, in under ten fights, or whatever. So he's another one that's got a crazy chance shot at. But it's, we're looking at people like Triple G, um, Crawford, Lomachenko, Canelo's even got a shout as well. Um, Chocolatito's gone now as well, so he doesn't count. But yeah, I'd say you're looking at someone in those. If I had to go at a push, I'd probably lead towards Crawford simply because of the achievements of what he's done. Um, I'm going to keep that in the box and another one of our followers asks, what is next for Adonis Stevenson? Oh, man, this guy. Adonis Stevenson is one of those fighters that, you know there's fighters that get protected by their promoters and then there's fighters that clearly just duck other fighters. With Adonis Stevenson, he was meant to have fought Kovalev. Um, he hid behind the fact that he was on a different channel to Kovalev. In boxing, we still suffer from these problems that if a one fighter's on HBO and another fighter's on Showtime, it generally stops the fight from being made. Obviously, we see instances where it can happen with Floyd and Pacquiao for example one was a HBO fighter one was Showtime and it can happen but you have to be top top draw and I don't I just, I don't, at that time even though it would have been a top fight it wasn't like it wasn't a top draw fight for these guys Um, with, Kov, with, with Stevenson now with Ward gone the light heavyweight division kind is kind of devoid of that star obviously Kovalev has lost fights. Well, he's lost already. He's trying to rebuild because he lost two in a row and he'd been, well, he got stopped in his last fight, so he has to rebuild. Then you've got all these up-and-comers. You've got people like um, Bivol and people like that. Um, Bitterbiev. Um, what's his name? Just moved up. What's his name? Beat Lathan Cleverly. Badu Jack. So you've got people like that. But I don't think none of those names will make him as much money as he could have made fighting Steven, as fighting Kovalev. So for me, basically, he might be the lineal champion at light heavyweight 175, but he's missed the boat. His chances of making big money in that division are long gone. Um, we've got another question about who, uh, got a few questions about who's the next best. Someone said after Messi and Ronaldo retire, who do you think will be um, ruling football after that? Initially, I used to say um, Suarez. Suarez is the next best, but he's pretty much kind of in that same age bracket as them, man. So I'd say Neymar. To Neymar. Neymar. So, Dybala. Uh, Neymar's ahead of those guys. What do you think about, you know, the youngsters, the Dembele's, the Rashford? Okay, yeah, so we saw something like that. Was it you? I've got a friend called Mohamed Butt that writes for Scorecard. He did a piece, was it on... Was it him or yeah, that? Mohamed Butt. I, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. I, I, so I, he did it on Mbappe, I Rashford, you know, and um, really, Dembele. I hate Scorecard. I just hate them with passion. I read this read. I read read them. I, I tried to be up. But yeah, Scorecard, I don't know that, but I like that article. It was really well written because... It kind of, you know, it highlighted all that. I'll be real with you, that guy is an amazing writer, yeah. seriously. Like, you, like I tend to read everything he writes simply because he's a, he's a proper amazing and he's a cool guy as well. But, um, yeah, in that class of, let's say, up and coming, so what's age should we put? Like, under 20, any player? Anyone under 23. Under 23? Yeah. Because Neymar's, Neymar's name is 24. 24. Yeah, 24. So Neymar's going to be, clearly he's probably going to be the best player yeah. after these three fights, but then you've still got the Dembele's, you've got the Mbappe's, yeah. you've got... You got what's the baller? So he's the baller is twenty three, twenty four as well. Yeah. So you got. All, you got all he might be younger. Than, he might be younger than actually. Um. So like, there's a there's a there's a there's a space between him and then your Mbappe. So anyone under twenty one, let's say. Yeah. I think out of that three, I'd say Rashford's probably fair. You put me on the spot. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, some of the stuff I've seen Dembele do is out of this world. I think he's, I think he's the best out of three. I think some of the stuff he's done is out of this world. But then I'd look at like an Mbappe. And people say it often that he's the closest thing to be seen to um, R9 Ronaldo as a youngster coming into the game. And like I can see why they say that. But I just think... Do you know, right now, I think out of the two, like, in terms of that killer instinct, 
I think Mbappe has that. Mbappe is mad. He's like, he, there's moments in the game where he does things thinking this guy's only 19. Nuts. It's you know, crazy. It's crazy. But at the same time, Dembele. Do you, know what Dembele do you know what I say about Dembele? The thing about Dembele is his footballing ability is mad. I remember when he, he essed up Carl Walker. And he was like, oh, but he, he, he had a head start on him. I was like, no, bro. Carl Walker is a wetless, bro. And he killed him. He killed him. And this guy is ambidextrous as well. Bro, it's nuts. He says himself, I don't know. I don't know. Bro, his ability is mad. Like, it's nuts. Like, what he can do with a football is different to what Mbappe can do with a football. What Mbappe can do in the box with a ball, even outside the box, and how he scores goals is mad. But what Dembele can do is too crazy. You forgot that Martial's in the bracket as well. Martial's another one. Martial's crazy. Martial doesn't get that looking. Yeah, because... because, because you know what is? I tend to find... I find it weird when people tell, try to tell you a player isn't good because a specific manager doesn't rate them. So because Jose Mourinho doesn't start him every game, it must mean he's not good. That doesn't make any sense. Or because he can't get into the front, the French team, it means he's not good. But then you look at the players that are in the French Martial team. Is, Can you tell me that he's not better than some of the players? Do you know what I mean? Anthony Martial, yeah, is a very dangerous player. Yeah, with the ball at his feet running yeah, at you, I promise I think you. When, when he's confident, yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy what this guy can do. But I think, if it's a lot of confidence. But it's, even confidence aside, with the ball at his feet running at you, I think, as a defender, there are a few sites scarier than that. We've seen him mash up. When he, what he did to Fiend, Kavaha, in, yeah. in the summer, mad. Do you know what I'm saying? He, like, like you said, he gets overlooked quite yeah, a lot. easily. But like his actual close control of the ball at his feet is ridiculous. So I think a lot of people like to overlook it, so like overlook a, 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 a Martial. But Martial is a crazy player. And he, the fact that we're not mentioning him in that class yeah. when we're talking about those three, he should easily be mentioned. That. Me personally... I'll take him like a confident him. I'll take him over Rashford yeah, all day. All day. I, confident think, him, I think, I think, I think it's, it's time to put the Rashford Rashford Martial Martial is better than Rashford. Yeah, Rashford is a very good talent. Don't get into that. Like, I much I always say Mbappe is clearly better than. He's a very good talent, mm-hmm. but Martial is he's nuts. I think Martial is crazy, and I think if Martial reaches the level that he's shown us that he can perform at, and he reaches and he fulfills that potential. I think well, Martial if any other team from United. Yeah, because people, yeah, people respect him a lot more as well. Lot more. But I think his actual ability level, when people, it's weird because people don't like you said. I, think, I don't know if it's strictly down to the fact that, it's, it's, he, that he plays Manchester United. He did have like a, a, a lean spell, and I think, like you said, it's down to confidence yeah. and not being loved by Mourinho. Mourinho constantly on his back, but when he's fit and firing, like that, that little thing he does where he comes on with these little cameos and yeah. his feet will have people spinning in circles. When he's fight, playing like that. You can't deny how good he is, innit? Okay, cool. Our uh, next question is probably directed at me. Um, they ask what um, whether I prefer Wentz or Dak. Okay, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it real. I think um, Dak Prescott is better than Carson Wentz, but I think um, what I've seen from Carson Wentz in his second and sophomore season, it's really it's it's impressive. In the first in his first season, I just thought you know what this is another one of those best quarterback available, which is not that great. But he's come up leaps and bounds in the first game. I've liked what I've seen. That has somewhat regressed because second season, um, that line is protecting the way they used to and the way they run before, and the running game isn't as good as before. So you start to see a lot of deficiencies. But I still think that overall, overall Wentz right now, but that could change. Come the end of the season, you might see that Wentz has progressed a lot more than that because quarterback, quarterback, playing quarterback in the NFL, you know, as a rookie or a second, a second year player, it's all about progression. You know, if you have your first year, good or bad, and the second year is the year where you're supposed to improve. Right now, I'm seeing more improvements out of Wentz and I'm seeing Dak. But I'm still saying that Dak is the better player which you can see. In, situa- in, situation, in situations, you see, you know, that Dak does things that Wentz not. But the thing is, Wentz and Wentz don't sleep on him. He's improved. So, come to the season, we'll see where we're for right now, I'm having Dak. 
And our last one for that is going to be again, not the NBA expert here, but I am an NBA fan. Who is the next best NBA player, excluding KD, LBJ, and Kawhi Leonard? Um, that's Westbrook. <laughs> Shouldn't he be including that first class? I know, but I, I thought I thought they'd include him. <laughs> That's because Shinny Poyer is Westbrook. You know what I mean? Like you know, because yeah, Westbrook, Westbrook, Westbrook is my guy, man. I love Westbrook, man. Obviously, because I'm not the Westbrook fan, Westbrook fan. We got the Westbrook. You got the Kyrie Irving. You know, you got a whole other players, but Westbrook is the guy. I've watched NBA fleeting, and I like I don't. If I had to pick a team, I'd say I like Clippers in it. But I always I I like Westbrook, man. I like like. The way he carries himself and the way he plays as well, man. So I'm a big fan of Westbrook. Yeah, the Westbrook is is like it's, it's, people always say that's my favorite animal. It's crazy because he's he's, he's arrogance. He's a, you know he's belief in himself. Like right? you know, is someone that a lot I think a lot of youngsters kind of you know can, can look on you know and try to uh, try to copy. But um, yeah, uh, probably another podcast. I think uh, it's been a decent hour. Uh, we know we always say that we're going to try to be more consistent. We don't record in the studio. So we record our leisure to our, to our disappointment. So we're going to try to be a bit more consistent. So um, thank you for listening. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. And feel please, free, don't forget, feel free to send us more questions. Yes, send us more questions. Send us more questions. Anything you want to talk about, like we, we can touch on any subject. I even tried to include pro wrestling. In it at one point. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'll well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, answer the fans. I'm yeah. at my feet. Yeah. A lot of them Americans are. Yeah. Well, talk, you, me, but, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, bro, I'm telling you right now, I went to SummerSlam, not this year, the year before. I saw mad chicks at SummerSlam, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> I saw mad Well, Yeah. Let me let me wrap that. <laughs> hey, yo, thank you for listening, man. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast. Nice one. Take care, guys. Thank you.